been ghost. I've been writing these notes. I've been rhyming these flows. I've been living and higher than any rapper trying to be yo. I've been trying to cope with all the bullshit in this world, pushing this hope. And even if I gotta do this solo, dolo, hope you Instagram this shit and put this on your GoPro. Have this bitch jumping up and down like this pogo. You been know, you done know, I'm done, so you dumbo. Tell them that I'm bowed Tell me that you're feeling this Tell them that I'm rowdy I'm pissed off Figure out this jigsaw Then I lift off I ain't really trying to lose my homies Like it's crisscross We're all just trying to find a new home Just some kids lost Visualize my words and get the bigger picture Depicted and write your own scripts Like the scriptures My nigga Break free from invisible chains Yeah Welcome everyone This is Hassan Trizem I go by the name of Marvin Light It's your boy Mo And this is Working Vacation we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Red Owl Boxing. Red Owl Boxing is a fully equipped, state-of-the-art boxing academy located right here in Toronto. It's an incredible boxing facility with boxing classes for all ages. If you're looking to get fit, stay healthy, or build some confidence through some awesome self-defense skills, Red Owl Boxing is the place to be. They are led by the best boxing and fitness instructors in Canada, located in the heart of Scarborough. With classes that range from beginner level to advanced, Red Owl Boxing offers something for everyone. Formulated with the perfect combination of boxing strength and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave with more than just a great sweat. Check them out today on Instagram at Red Owl Boxing to discover your inner champion. Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, this past month has been a crazy month because there was an incident that happened recently. Not even recently, but this is the incident that triggered it when Kwame Brown was basically brought up in the All the Smoke podcast. With Genie uh, Bus, with... yeah. So let me explain. So it was actually before that episode. It was with Genie Bus originally. And Genie Bus was talking about the trade for Pal Gasol. And she mentioned that Kwame Brown and Mark Gasol were traded for Pal. And then Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson were like, you mean just Mark? So they're basically trying to say, like, Kwame was insignificant to that trade, basically. He wasn't right? even a part of the trade. He wasn't yeah, even, yeah, like, he was just a throw-in. Exactly. Like, just just, just throwing shade. And I Jeannie didn't know woman, that. Yeah, bro. And then Jeannie, her being the classy woman that she is, she kind of just brushed it off. She's like, no, Kwame was also included in the trade. Like, she didn't even acknowledge it. She kind of knew the, 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 the move they're trying to pull, and she wasn't really going in for it, right? And mm. Kwame obviously heard that. Then when they doubled oh. up again and brought his name up again, I think yeah. that's what kind of got him heated, and he just went off, bro. He went so, off. So no, what what was said exactly? How did that? No, okay, yeah. So Gilbert they Arenas dismissed him. No, no yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas just, was bringing Gilbert just Gilbert brought Arenas. up his name again, but Gilbert was defending him. Kwame was mad. Gilbert admitted it. The reason Kwame was mad is he believes that Gilbert, I guess during the playoffs before Kwame became a free agent, he thinks that Gilbert told the coaches not to play him in the playoffs. But realistically, Gilbert admitted to him, like, it wasn't me. Like, the coaches just decided not to play you. I would never tell them that I don't want you on the court. He's like, that's not my style. And then, so him and Gilbert are cool now, right? So that's why he hasn't no, gone but, to Gilbert anymore. No, no, no not only that. Not only that, though. Not only yeah. that, though, fam. When they were actually, when they brought up Kwame Brown, Gilbert Arenas was kind of talking about the history of Kwame Brown. And he was talking about, like, like them going through it together. And basically, why, why, respectfully, why Kwame Brown didn't become struggled. what he was, why he struggled, why he didn't become what he was supposed to become. And then Matt Barnes and then Stack Five were doing some little like sneak dissing type of shit. They were trying to disrespect them. They're, what did they say? Something like, oh, yeah, like he's really good, but they're doing some shit like that, like it was sarcastic. Like, sarcastic. No, 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 fam, fam, you're, you're mixing it up. So that episode, they really didn't say anything that bad about him. He's mad about the Genie Bus episode. 
they just try to basically just dismiss his name. And pretty much him and Gilbert are cool now. That's why he stopped going at Gilbert. He actually started making jokes. He's like, Gil, mm-hmm. I know you're enjoying this shit because you know Gilbert loves this type of stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. And Gil's actually had his back. Gil's the one that like showed everyone like in comments by posting on like Instagram, like saying like, I don't want no smoke with this guy. Like I've seen him in clubs, him and his brother knock out like six security guards outside. And literally they needed like 20 of them to get the two of them out of the club. He's like, I don't mess with those guys. You know what I mean? I, I know what his hands are like. Because people forget, Kwame is like seven foot, 270 pounds. 270 pounds. Yeah. Athletic. Athletic. He's not like a regular, like slow, like big man. Like that was his thing. He's like a quick big man. Like Gilbert even admitted, he's like, when we used to do sprints, Kwame would come in second. Second. Right. And he's seven feet tall, bro. So he's a different level of athlete. So that's why he's like. What do you guys think about that, Toto? Like fam, the man for 20 years. He didn't say a word. These niggas shit on him, shit on him, shit on him. Even after retiring, they kept shitting on him. And you would think dudes like this that are supposed to be your peers wouldn't be on this kind of stuff. So obviously Kwame Brown aired all these niggas out. He sprinkled a little bit of mama's cooking on these niggas. And he went off. You know, no, he had calling, to. He calling had Matt to. Barnes, Becky with the good hair. He had to, Saying, yeah. saying stack the niggas trying to be Muslim. Yeah, he's out here trying to do the blood walk at the same time. Like, what are these niggas on? And he aired he out just, everybody. So what do you guys think he, about the fact that he went at all of the media, from Stephen A. Smith to, to Stack 5, uh, what's his name, Matt Barnes, and he's just going at everybody who's ever wronged him. What do you guys think about that? You know, you can only take so much, right? It's like you said, he, for 20 years, he never said anything. He kept his mouth shut. He watched everybody disrespect him. And I think it's a problem of consequence, right? Everybody said mm-hmm. All these types of things about him, whatever. And they saw that nobody was getting reprimanded for it, right? Nobody was like, yo, chill with that type of stuff. Actually, they were encouraging each other to keep shitting on him because he became you know, a punchline. Yeah, he got turned into a punchline that, like, it was acceptable to say these things uh, about him over and over again for 20 years. So it was kind of like that Shaq, even when, like, when Shaq was always picking on JaVel McGee, at least eventually people said, yo, bro, like, come on. But you know, Kwame no, Brown, no, no, nobody no. ever. Let me just interject. The JaVale McGee incident is completely different. JaVale was just consistently doing stupid things and getting posted on Shaq and a fool. That, to me, is a little bit different. Like, it wasn't as if Shaq was, after JaVale was retired, consistently making fun of him. You know what I mean? And, and every episode. JaVale would do stupid things that... That's not out so... of his control, fam. Imagine Kwame would... Brown. Imagine Kwame... Imagine Shaq was retired and Kwame Brown was the nigga playing. He would be all Kwame, but over but hear me out. Shaq in the pool. No, no, but hear me out, hear me out. Kwame Despite, Brown... Would... He had a great... He got a great career, but he I would get be it, all but over Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, let me finish. Kwame Brown retired in 2012, bro. Shaq was on TNT during 2012. The difference between the Kwame Brown situation is it was overboard. People were going at him beyond just like certain incidents he became literally the cover boy for being a bust his name would get injected into conversations that had nothing to do with him javel rightfully so every week was doing outlandish things he was trying to jump from the free throw line down 30 he was getting out rebounded by like nate robinson like these are things they couldn't ignore and JaVale, no you can't but yo fam javel mcgee javel mcgee like that nigga transformed his career you have to put respect on that man's name because he no, is, i agree he i agree but I agree, but fam, it wasn't even close to the type of stuff Kwame was receiving. Like, Stephen A was literally doing monologues about Kwame Brown. Whenever his name would get brought and up, let's talk you see about what I'm that. saying? Let's talk about that. And then it's even with almost JaVale. like Stephen A made a career no, out of shitting on... For sure. No, particularly but black men. You know what I'm saying? Kwame Brown No, no, we'll get into that. But just to close off the, the, the JaVel McGee thing, the only reason the JaVel McGee thing stopped is because his mom threatened Shaq, and then Shaq just backed off and said, you know what? We'll never post him again on Shaq and a Fool. Kwame never did stuff like that. Kwame would have four games. 
not aware, to be honest. I think Javel McGee fam is mental was just a step slow. Like it's different you know? to me. Kwame, I don't think he's dumb. I think he just mentally just sometimes yeah. he just checks out of the game. The, the the difference with Kwame Brown is is he would have poor games, but he's no different than Slava Medvedenko. He's no different than Christian Leitner. He's no different than Andrea Bargnani. He's no different than Arujo. And these a lot he's of not different than are, Anthony Bennett. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm naming white players for a specific reason, right? Just to make a case. Uh, Alex Len. You don't hear these guys associated with the term bus. And a lot of these guys were top five picks. For whatever reason, we've made it an exclusive thing just for Kwame Brown. Like, Kwame was coming out of high school. He was an amazing player. But he wasn't like a LeBron James. The hype wasn't even the same. He wasn't a Carmelo Anthony, right? Yeah, I think the presence of Jordan and all of this is definitely the elephant in the room, though. Because what yeah. they constantly use to justify their behavior towards him, right? Like, even after Matt Barnes got called out, he's like, listen, um, I, I don't know why you're blaming me. Like, blame blame Jordan for picking you number one and you not delivering kind of thing. Like, that's what they'll always just, settle for. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, can I change a jack real quick about Matt Barnes? Like, go, 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 no, go ahead. Matt, go ahead. Matt Barnes should be the last person talking yes. about it on you. Bro, you are Agreed. the most trash player in the history of the NBA. <laughs> the only highlight you ever had was you pump fake the ball in Kobe's face and he didn't even flinch. Matt Barnes. I, yo, Matt, 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 I don't player. think I don't think we can even remotely call niggas trash that are in the league, fam. We do not even have the oh, right. I agree, I agree. Fair you hooped, you hooped, I've hooped. It's it's like how can we and that's another conversation because how the fuck no, no. if you're no, a person in the me, media me, who's me, never me, hooped, I, you I'm hooped, not, but I'm just saying we have never played I to their it. level of caliber. How the fuck can we call these niggas trash? For sure. No, no, for sure. Matt Barnes. That's the same better. thing with Kwame Brown. Kwame, no. you know, Stephen A is calling him trash sure. compared to his Kwame. This, compared compared to his what competition, I'm, how is that different? How are you different? Are you, are you doing the same thing? I'm just saying in the context of how he's been attacking Kwame by saying Kwame is not good or he needs to blame Jordan for his downfall or, or blame his lack of uh, ability on the court. I'm saying, Matt Barnes, you, were, you, you weren't a great player either. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. If Kwame Brown is trash, if you're going to call Kwame Brown trash, and say he wasn't able to perform on the court. Who are you, Matt Barnes? Who are you, the type of person to say that type of stuff? That's my issue you know, with it. I think you know what that's I think what it Kwame is. You know what saying. I... Kwame's like Kwame's like. Listen, he's like Stephen A. You're not a hooper, Matt Barnes. You were never good. You weren't an all star. Same thing with Stack. Like I'm sure if if Jordan, LeBron, D Wade, these guys say these things about him, he'll be upset about it. Like, but he'll understand. Like these guys are real hoopers. But that's why the real hoopers don't say that type of stuff because they're not insecure. It's usually guys like Stephen A. Smith. Matt Barnes, guys that were either never, never, never bins or were in the league and weren't much that usually attack other players, right? So that's the point that I was trying to get yeah, across. Yeah, there's, there's, there, there's a couple parts of it. Even Hassan, I want to get your opinion. Number one, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. We're like, I think we're like Stack and like Matt Barnes, Becky with the good hair. I'm not even going to call him that, but that shit is hilarious. We're not even going to say Matt Barnes the rest of this episode. We're going to say Becky with the good hair. Keep nah, yo, I rate Matt, I'm, I'm saying Matt that. Barnes. I'm he's saying the that. man. He's the man. I'm saying that. With Matt Barnes and these guys, with them, it's kind of like because they're in the media now, there's a little bit of a, a myth history. You know what I'm saying? Because now they get to kind of write their own narrative. They've, they've had the luxury to be able to build a platform like yeah, all the mytholo- mythologizing. Yeah. They're mythologizing a little bit of well, their you just, careers, up, you just you made know? up a word. This guy said myth history. Uh, no, that's a real, that's a term, fam. Listen, yo, I Is that a word? Studies. <laughs> it's social studies. What you talking about, fam? <laughs> yo, listen, listen. <laughs> Please tell me I, I didn't even yeah. know that was a real word. Yo, my nigga, okay, social ahead, studies ahead. is one of those ones. So, and on top of that, here's, here's the biggest thing. And I actually wanted to touch on this because Joe Rogan said it better than anybody else. Because when Stephen A. Smith 
first of all, this nigga has no right to be talking boxing. Leave that to Max. Any martial arts stuff. That's not you. At, what people have to realize is Stephen A. He's not an analyst. He's more, he is an analyst, but he's more so an entertainer. He's ten times more an entertainer than he's actually an analyst. Yeah, right? his, so his, his background was as a reporter, but obviously, in order to make it to where he's at today, he's he's mixed. He's got to be an entertainer. More, yeah, he's become more of an entertainer to mix that more into you know bring attention. And, and I'm, not job him. I, I'm not knocking him because that nigga is Showtime. Let's 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 get that straight up. But the thing is. For him to be Showtime, you got to be a little bit like a WWE kind of nigga. You got to have those narratives. You got to talk your shit because that's entertaining. We fucking want to watch that. He gets paid what he gets paid for a reason. So I'm not even going to knock it because I'm, I'm, I tune into this nigga every single day. However, there's a line that should be drawn because, okay, let's talk about fighting. You don't play fighting, right? I get what you're saying. If you lose in fighting... Uh-huh. There's like there's gonna be a health detriment to you. It's not like it, like when you lose a basketball game. Yeah, there's a, there's like serious consequences outside of yeah, just there's losing. Serious ramifications, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Go yeah, ahead, yeah. Mod. So the point the point is Stephen A. Smith he commentated on a fight between Conor McGregor and uh, I think his name is Cowboy Cerrone, in which Cowboy Cerrone basically got knocked out really quick. Conor ended up hitting like a random shoulder, and then basically Stephen A. was just like, "Yo." I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but Stephen A was basically like, yo, this guy's soft. He gave up. I don't even count that as a win for Connor. I never really seen anything. And he's just basically shitting on this nigga, Cowboy Cerrone, who basically, yo, fam, you get clipped. That shit kind of happens. And, he, and uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan was just like, yo, bro, this guy has a history. And that's kind of the thing there of just shitting on people. That's how it is. It's just like, yo, you're horrible. You're awful. And then that's how, I guess, he makes his money by just notoriously shitting on people. And they don't do that. Joe Rogan and those guys, they fully analyze and they give respect where it's due. If you stepped into that motherfucking ring, you deserve respect. The same way, there should be a certain level of respect for niggas that actually played in the league because they really do this shit, bro. There's a point where you're analytical. There's a difference between being analytical and being disrespectful. That's why Kwame Brown said this. Jalen Rose is one of the realest niggas. Because he checked Skip Bayless and he checked Stephen A when they, they were on that bullshit. Yeah, so so my opinion on, on kind of the situation with Stephen A is a lot of the stuff that he does, it's in jest. It is for entertainment. But the issue is, is sports is a real thing. If you look at the way football is covered, they make jokes, but the jokes aren't in jest of the players. The jokes are typically with certain things that might happen around the sport. But as far as the game is concerned, it's a deep analytical analysis on how, how everything's going on with Stephen a his approach is a completely different it's more so entertainment it's pure and generality and generality he's terrible he's fantastic he's special it's just this audience yeah, it's, it's over not the top. Really getting it's into dramatic. the meat of anything and he's not getting into the meat of anything yeah he's dramatic and the issue with that is is he does things like for example with with uh lamar odom he's on crack like it's funny i get it you're doing a whole little skit but this is a real human being. This is somebody's this is a real life. Athlete. Yeah, somebody. It's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, like this yeah. guy almost died from an overdose. Like, yeah, it's unnecessary. This... What does this have to do with the X's Stay and O's of the game? The weed. Even that. Like, like, even yeah. like, even that. Like, what does that have to do with the game? Like, and that's the issue I think a lot of these athletes have with them is. And Kwame says it. He's like, you're not looking at the analytics. You're not actually critiquing the game. You're just looking to make a mockery of these uh, of these people and make jokes out of them. And and the, the and issue creating that I have... narratives. If you don't have a story, you're just creating a narrative. And he doesn't exactly. actually realize how how detrimental those how narratives can be. Mm-hmm. Bro, that nigga lost millions and millions and millions of dollars, Kwame Brown. Like he lost yeah. a lot of money because of that narrative. Because Stephen A. Fam, I'm not gonna front you guys. I played ball my whole life, same as you, Mohammed. 
I don't even watch basketball anymore, fam. I watch first take every morning. I haven't watched an NBA game this entire season. So whatever no, Stephen A and opposite. Max say, no, you're I'm the opposite. opposite. I'm saying me I personally. I watch the game, yeah. I'm saying me watch, personally. I don't watch those guys. Fam, there's a lot of people who just watch these guys. I watch these guys, I'm not going to lie to you, like every morning just to catch up. It's like my morning news. I'm not even watching a game. Sometimes I'll catch it. I'll tune it. But a lot of fans, they automatic, they don't realize how powerful, Stephen A and those guys don't realize how powerful their word is because a lot of people just assume their opinion as if it's real, you know? And, and, that, and that could be very dangerous. Like those narratives that he's attaching to people, he doesn't realize how, how much it can negatively impact people. Yeah, it can, take yeah. On, it can take on a whole new life and actually impact someone's pocket, someone's livelihood, um, right? Like it's the same reason now why, like I see the flip side to this too. Right, Kwame didn't say anything for twenty years, and now he just let loose on all of these guys. He's, you know, he's justified for his response. Honestly, you don't sure. just keep you don't keep kicking somebody over and over again, and because you saw no consequences come your way, you keep continuing, and while well, you're gonna act surprised when you finally get a hook to your face, like that's not that's not how it works. But I do see a lot of pe- all these subscribers, all these people that are pushing him on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah keep going, Kwame, whatever. Like Mama's cooking, using his tag words and whatever. They're just here for the Mama's drama, right? Mama's cooking, now. bitch. The stuff. Well, that's the, the, yeah, <laughs> they're just yeah, they're just here for the drama right now. He's had a YouTube channel prior to this. This is what he's interested in. He wants to be a voice for those who connect with him and have similar views to him. He's from the down south. He's, he's from South Carolina, so. This he's set been it posting. Off. He's, he's been, been posting. posting. This set it off. But what what I'm saying is these people are here to stay is because they might have came for the jokes. He's still getting 132K videos on random live streams. The moments pass. Like the whole Becky with the good hair and him going at those guys, it's passed. The thing that's making people stick around is he's challenging mainstream talking points. And because His he's idea, not ideology. because he's not tied or affiliated with uh, a big media conglomerate or sponsors, he's free to speak. So I think you need to watch more of his videos because it's not all of him just going at people. He talks in generalities about just society as a whole, being an athlete, life, being a man. And a lot of the people that are following him are fans of those things. Him dissing those guys was funny, but it's the other things he drops in between. That's what's Huge keeping fans. people sticking around. He has videos that are from a year old that now have 100,000 views, not because they had them back then, People are going back to watch his old stuff. That's how you know they're sticking around. It's fam, if it was just for the sake of the jokes, people are not going to videos that are like a year old to, to watch them. You get what I'm saying? Bro, his ideologies have not changed. Even when you see him, because people do that, bro. They back check, but they check the backlog. Same his guy. Idea, his stance same has it's, it's same been messaging. consistent. Because, yo, you're right, Hassan. They came for the drama. I came for the drama. You know what I'm saying? It was interesting. I remember Stack and uh, Matt Barnes, these guys were saying, oh, bro, Yo, they only came for the drama. They don't love you, bro. This guy's platform that he built is about to He's doing more views than them. No, 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 no. And subscribers too, bro. Showtime Basketball has like 460K subscribers. This guy's already at like 350K, bro. He's he's about to eclipse what these guys He's more than the entire platform that these guys are a part of. Forget just their show. By himself with a camera in his truck. Like, I think people assume that he got this attention and now all of us, because I thought that too, like, oh, now all of a sudden he's creating content. He's been doing this for the longest time. He's never begged for attention. It just so happened now is the time that things have kind of blown up because of this incident. He's challenging mainstream black media and the go along, get along gang, like, the go along, get it, along gang, which bro. makes perfect sense, bro. It's like this clicky, uh, organized group of, of, of black entertainers or media mm-hmm. members 
who get together and won't critique each other, won't say anything against each other, but are more than comfortable attacking other black people who mm-hmm. don't necessarily agree or get along with their views. Mm-hmm. And someone like Stephen A is like a perfect example of that. He's made a career out of bashing black athletes. Allen Iverson was literally the first person that gave Stephen A exclusive <clears throat> interviews as like an elite level superstar athlete. Mm-hmm. After Allen Iverson gave him all that exposure and access, being the first NBA athlete to really help Stephen A out and allow him to interview him, Stephen yeah. A started turning on him and releasing negative stories about him. And he holds that over these athletes' heads when he's like, well, I've had stories in the past that are negative that I'm not releasing. It's like, bro, you're not supposed to release them if you're a good person. Right? No, 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 no bro. That comes, cla- that no, no. The let me finish. Let me finish. No, let me finish. Let me finish. You're not let me finish. only going to get praised. Let me just clarify. Some negativity no, for sure. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. He's not going into these things as I'm just an objective uh, uh, reporter. He's claiming to be these people's friends. And then he'll say, My brother. Same. My brother. Exactly. <laughs> and then he's, oh, he's special. He's it's disingenuous. Like, yeah, it's yeah, disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is why, this is the one thing I'll say why I respect DJ Academics. He, he admits out in the open, this is how I am. If I'm close with you, I'm not going to go out of my way to say certain things about you. But if we don't have a relationship, it's fair game. I'm doing my, I'm doing my job as a reporter. But the thing with Stephen A is you, you can't compare you can't compare Stephen A fam, who is actually a journalist. Sam, you can talk on this, to be honest with you. Who's supposed to be come from an objective standpoint that's not supposed to be biased versus a random chubby nigga named academics. However you feel about them as journalists, that's up to you. The point that I'm making is DJ Academics is consistent with his stance. Stephen A does the exact opposite. He'll call someone a brother and then the next day report negative news about them. There is an onus here on the player or the star of this case to like be distrustful from the jump because any information that uh, any media source can get on you um, can be used against can, you. Yeah. Can be potentially used against you. So, but like they, they, they may feel drawn in by the way Stephen A is moving, and then they get blindsided when certain info comes out Bro. or. Or it's framed in a certain way, or like uh, he get the person gets turned into a joke for some reason. It's like, hey, listen, I thought I gave you a look or an exclusive, or this is that. It's like, listen, I'm I'm the media. Da, 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 da. Like that can come off as a cop out to people. So I I understand people's frustrations with that. I don't uh, respect academics at all, but he does make that aspect of of his uh, reporting, if you want to call it, clear that if he's cool mm-hmm. with you, he won't say anything about you. But if he isn't, then you're fair game. And he doesn't care how he makes fun of you or whatever he says, you know? Since we're talking about dudes that blew up in social media or the YouTube realm, right? I wanted to get into the Kevin Samuels plus our favorite uh, (laughs) person we always talk about, Umar Johnson. So there was a vi- so Kevin Samuels obviously blew up um, about some of the topics that he talked about. Um, he basically took red pill topics, but instead of applying them to men, he applied them to women. And then he's got a huge uh, female audience because of it. He was having a conversation with somebody and they basically brought up, I think, Dr. Umar Johnson. And they were basically saying, yo, put some respect on his name. And he was just like, who? Dr. Umar Johnson, the guy who said he was going to build a school like, like 10 years ago? <laughs> And hasn't built anything like that's the guy that this is your king. You know what I'm saying? And then Dr. Umar Johnson went on his personal platform and then started airing these guys out, basically saying, yo, this guy, Kevin Samuels, this guy's a beta male who just shits on black women. And all he does is speak negatively of black women. He, he, that's who he is. Um, and I want to understand what you guys think, because this is a fam, this is a pound for pound matchup that's like. This is a big time matchup. Kevin Samuels versus Umar Johnson. What do you guys think about it? The greatest verses ever assembled. Swiss Beats needs to hop on that. 
How would um, they do that though? Imagine that'd be sick. <laughs> it would probably be clips of stuff that they've talked about, right? Like or like some of their most popular clips, and they just like put that in place of tracks, and they just go like clip for clip, pretty much, and then whichever clip gets the the most reactions or the most. I don't know, impressions or whatever, that's the one that wins for whoever, whichever side. And the one who had the most, mm-hmm. I guess, would win. Like, if, if we were to make this into, like, an actual tier tournament versus matchup, 20 clips versus 20 clips. I want to ask Mohamed a question, because I know Mohamed is going to have an opinion on this one, right? Dr. Umar Johnson, he's one of those people that when he sees other Black people, he'll say, hey, king, hey, queen. You know those people, right? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. He's spreading out positivity. <laughs> no, right? I'm, I'm giving you a time. There's a term for them. They're called hoteps. Hoteps. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's hotep exactly? What are hoteps? So it's like super Afrocentric, pro-black. A lot of times they can somewhat be performative. So that's kind mm-hmm. of where, uh, that's the definition for it pretty much. Okay. And this is what I wanted to get to you, to be honest with you. You said specifically, you feel like, Dr. Umar Johnson, he just panders to black women. He doesn't tell them the truth. Whereas Kevin Samuels, he's a guy that's real, raw, authentic. They have almost competing ideologies in a, in a oh, sense. Oh, no, no, for sure. No, definitely. I wanted you to elaborate on that. I really want to get your opinion on that. I would say that um, Dr. Umar is uh, Professor X and uh, Kevin Samuels is Magneto, right? So <laughs> they're literally... Oh, my God. They're polar opposites. Yeah, no, literally, literally. Like, one of them panders to the mutants. I mean, one of them panders to humans. Hold on, hold on. Who's the mutant? So so the mutants are the mandem, and then basically the humans in this scenario are the gyaldem. You know what I mean? So you got okay. Professor X, who's telling the mutants, like, yo, you guys got to respect humans. You guys got to live in, in unity, even though they've, they've done certain things to you. And then you got Magneto, a.k.a. Kevin Samuels, who's out here saying, yo, listen... You, you got to start checking these chicks, man. That's kind of where I see it, like that analogy. Um, as far mm. as uh, Dr. Umar is concerned with, with this topic, when it comes to certain subjects, I agree with him because when he speaks about the school system, he's 100% correct. I would recommend for a lot of people to watch his Breakfast Club interviews when he talks about um, how they streamline a lot of kids into, into certain funnels and they end up having to take all these ADHD pills and these remedial classes, which can affect them long term. Uh, so he's 100% correct about that stuff. But when it comes to this subject or topic about, like, women, he is pandering. I got to admit he's pandering. He's a lot more uh, tough oh, on yeah. guys than he is with women. Like, 100%. And he, he reminds he's more me... Tough, like, he's yeah, more tough on guys? Yeah, he's a lot more tough and he's a lot more uh, difficult when it comes to how he deals with men. When it comes to women, it, it appears like he's pandering. It reminds me of Derek Jackson. I know you guys remember him, the guy that was, like, mm. built an entire platform where he just saying everything men. that women want to hear saying literally pretty saying much everything women want to hear pretty much pretty much pretty much so the big thing that he likes to talk on and it's become like a meme on social media specifically on twitter where people will put like the the, the koofies on his head and and they'll have like the red eyes and they'll have like the kente cloths and stuff um mm-hmm. those sort of memes is like interracial dating and his stance on interracial dating is he's pretty much yeah, against absolutely it. No, no, absolutely. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's a no, no for Dr. Umar. So he's, he's made that very clear. You're not going to see it with a big white thing. Just walking down the street, bro. He's not having we, that. Fam, we don't know, bro. Guys like that typically are usually hiding something. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got him. No, no, some, no. I, uh, some vanilla in the back. No, so I'm think, telling you, man, he's fam, the type of okay. guy, listen, in public fam, he's drinking dark coffee, but at home, He's putting a little bit of vanilla in there, fam. I'm telling you, man. Yo, 
he makes it very clear that, and we all know the statistics, that black men tend to date out and marry out more often than black women do when it comes to interracial dating. The issue that people have specifically with Dr. Umar is, is that he seems to only be chastising the men and not the women. He doesn't criticize the women at all. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it's not, he's not equal opportunity when it comes to his criticism. That same strategy was used by Derek Jackson until they found out he cheated on his wife. Derek Jackson used to make videos constantly ripping dudes, telling women, if your man likes likes other girls' pictures on Instagram or won't show you his phone, you should leave him. Like, just these extreme Jesus, that narratives. That is pandering. That no, no, is pandering. And like that other dude, nigga, Chaka Bars or whatever. Chaka Bars, yeah, pandering. same thing. If you're able to give criticism to one side and you refuse to say anything about the other side, then it's pandering. Okay, nobody's I, I, perfect. I agree, I agree. You get I what agree. I'm saying? Nobody's yeah, perfect. No, I agree. And, that's why to me, Kevin Samuels doesn't pander. He's had dudes on the show, and he'll tell them straight up, like, yo, it's if you're consistent. out of shape, of a, a career, you're not or getting money. Life, you're, you're not, getting, you're not money. getting money. You don't deserve. You don't deserve women that are nines and tens. You don't deserve like that supermodel that you have pinned up on your wall. Like you don't deserve that. I think He's it's the way Kevin Samuels approach, like approaches it. He realized that in order to get like the attention and for people to tune in, he's just gonna like just turn up. The, the disrespectful no 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 it is it is bro he does not need to say half the stuff that he needs to say ma'am, he does ma'am, it strategically ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> to, to get people's attention he does it strategically he knows what no he doesn't ma'am. actually if I, he, he actually he does he does he told a woman she weighs he told a woman she weighs more than uh what's that football player um oh my god he's like a running back i forget Wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you don't need to do that, bro. Like he's clearly doing that to get the the, the clips. We get it. Maybe in fact, maybe in fact, the woman does actually weigh more than the running back, right? But he knows what he's doing when he says that type of stuff. You're looking for it's a disrespectful. Disrespectful. Type of attention. It's disrespectful and it's it's unnecessary. It, but yo, it may not be pandering in the truest sense of the word, but it's 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 pandering adjacent. He knows what he's kind of doing. He's, he's drawing a different type of uh, he's drawing attention. Of, of attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the entertainment so, value. So you could call it pandering too. They just do it in different ways. They're the same dude just standing on opposite lines. That's why Literally I find that versus to be. That's why I find this versus to be funny if they were actually to put like clips of them um, against each other. Kevin Samuels, I do agree. He can his tone and his delivery can be harsh, and I think sometimes he does it for entertainment. But if you get down to the core of what he's saying, it makes realism. a lot of sense. It's, it's based, based in, in reality. We all have certain requirements. So what he's saying is if that's what you want, there are certain expectations. If you want a very beautiful woman, she's going to require certain things from you. If you're a woman who wants someone who can provide and has a lot of money, he's going to require certain things of you. I think that in and can of I, itself, can I there's nothing wrong with that. If you want this, you got to match your expectations because what you want is going to want something else in return. Do you match that level of expectations? Because I've, I've dealt with shorties that wanted one thing in particular and i'm like yo you want a healthy nigga you don't even work out in the slightest are you <laughs> that doesn't make any sense like you got to match your expectations and and honestly what's happening is it's based in realism his tone can be quite harsh but he's actually doing a great service to to women in general because he's providing a perspective of a man and a lot of times, a lot of women are getting advice from women who don't even know really what men want. And a lot of times, these women are so used to telling men what they want. And it's like, no, we don't want that. Bro, we just want a, like a peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? So he's doing a major service. And honestly, to, 
a lot of the tactics that he talks about, the women that are actually employing, employing those tactics, it's actually dramatically benefiting their particular relationships or, and their circumstances with men. Do, do we know that they're applying this though? Or... Bro, you hear women talk about it all the time. I, I know this because my girl talks, like she watches it a lot. Okay. So you see women, gotcha. women actually, you women actually comment on it saying, thank you so much, Kevin. Like I did what you talked about and it's had such a benefit, you know? And, and then the other thing for people that say he's harsh, he has like one-on-one private classes, or I guess, I don't know what you call them, uh, sessions where you can like sit down and have a conversation with him and he'll really like get to the, the gist of your issues and problems. And I'm sure in those, in those sort of sessions, He's obviously not being as harsh and the language is probably toned down a little bit because what he's doing with these live streams is for entertainment's sake, right? Yeah, we spoke clearly, about it before. very clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and, and that's one thing I'll agree with women with. Like, he plays it up a little bit. Like, some he of the definitely, language... He things, definitely plays it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, 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 it's, nice to you nice it's a little much, bro. Mahad, you gotta let me finish. Okay, yeah, go no, ahead. but Mahad, you gotta let the man finish first. What I'm saying is, is like he does play it up a little bit because it's like you don't need to be so rude. And and there's times I'll watch his videos, and these women aren't even talking over him. They're just trying to make a point. And if he doesn't agree with them, they'll, they'll just, just be like, talk over "You're them. so uncooperative." And it's like, dude, you don't gotta do that, bro. And that's and that's why I think he gets somewhat somewhat pushed back because it's like you don't have to do all the theatrics. Like you you yeah. you you've gotten an audience, you've gotten a fan base, like you've gone viral. People it's are funny. still watching your stuff. You don't need to do that stuff anymore. You can it, have it, honest conversations. It's funny because when they're actually having an honest conversation with it, they'll be talking to be like, okay, what's your age? What's your height? Well, isn't it sad, though, that you can't have an actual conversation without these theatrics, whether it be Umar Johnson, whether it be Kevin Samuels? You can't get your all of point them. across yeah. unless you do all this other stuff that has nothing to do with the actual point, but more so about bringing attention on yourself. Because without it, people might just overlook you for the next drama or the next thing. What does that say about us? You know? No, he has. No, Hassan, you have a great point. Like, what does that say? He's over the top. Mahad, you got it. He's we have to admit, bro, that like, that is disrespectful to the shit that this dude is doing. We laugh. It's true. But, like... He, he told a chick she weighs more than Walter, like, Walter Payton or something. Like, like come on, bro. <laughs> That's wild, <laughs> bro. Like, come on. We have to be honest. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, uh, let me say this just real quick, fam. Let me just really just say this. Sometimes, fam, he'll actually... I've seen a couple of the episodes, fam. Sometimes he'll actually get into the nitty-gritty and be like, okay, yo, yeah. these women are coming on the show saying we want high-value males. Okay, what do we need to do to get that? You know what I'm saying? And what happens is he'll be like, okay, you don't have necessarily this, 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 or this, this, this is off. And women will look at him like he's mud. Like, but he doesn't phrase it matter of fact. No, he'll, no, no, no. He'll, he'll, he'll turn it up a little bit. In the beginning, it's not as strong. I mean, I'm telling you, in the beginning, it's not as strong. To the point where some women will want stuff that they don't even remotely reflect. That it's almost to the point where it's frustrating for the man, and he just looks at these these women like they're delusional. Because a lot of times, some of these women are not. I'm not shitting on none of these women, by the way. Like you know, they deserve whatever they deserve, um, and they should strive for whatever they strive for. But it's just he's basically looking at like a lot of some of these women are actually delusional. Real talk. And then that's and and that's where it gets a little bit more escalated. But obviously, there's some entertainment in it, um, and that's why people tune in. And he is he is generally a little bit over top. That's fact. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we were just talking about before with the Kwame Brown shit. Like, when you get met with disrespect, like, are you really gonna receive whatever it is that they're saying? 
or are you just gonna like okay you're gonna go back you're like an attack mode type of thing like generally people aren't receptive to you if you if you respond to something like that or maybe it's planned out the entire way maybe he speaks to the guest before she comes on who knows so much of this stuff is smoke and mirrors i can't tell anymore i'll be honest with you and yeah mahad the other thing too like that i gotta disagree with you is a lot of these women aren't as disagreeable with him as as he makes it appear right like a lot of them i'm noticing when they get on his show they're walking on eggshells because they know what he's about they try their best not to rile him up like yeah, there's yeah. time spam this is how it appears to me and, I, and i'll give you guys my honest interpretation on both sides mm-hmm. i think the red pill and then also the stuff that dr umar and derek jackson do are both extremely dangerous i think in moderation in moderation this stuff is okay like if you listen to kevin samuels in moderation it's good but if you follow everything this guy says you're gonna have a failed relationship that that is 100 100 because the way he talks is not is not reality it's not it's too extreme like literally it's way too extreme he's literally telling these women like if you have a child, you should, in shorter terms, like you should pretty much die. Like that's how it appears, and it comes off. Like I get it. I get what he's saying, right? Most most men probably aren't looking to be stepdads, but if we look at statistics, these women are getting married somehow or dating. Like there's people entering their lives, right? And his standards of what success are aren't necessarily the the standards that everyone else holds. You get what I'm saying? So I think that's the issue. And it's like, like I said, he's always looking for a punchline. He's always looking to make a joke. Yeah, and I don't, and I've watched, I've watched these episodes. He doesn't actually help anyone, bro. He he gets them on there long enough to expose them, and then get to the whole let me rate this, and 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 he'll or get them to say, say something. Therapy. Oh, I'll just say you need therapy, and just write yeah, them no, yeah, no, or or he'll just hold on to one point. He's he's a setup artist. He'll get you essentially, talking, yeah, and then you'll you'll say one thing, and he won't let you finish your thought or your point, and he'll just stick to that and label you as that, and then he'll just end the the, the conversation like I gotta go now. Thanks for speaking. And then literally as soon as that woman's off, this is where he goes. Watch, this is what he does. You see what I'm talking about? You see what she said there? It's like, fam, that's not a conversation. Like, it has to be back and forth. You know what I mean? And when they have actual points, when they have actual points, literally, he'll cut them off and be like, what's your age? What's your uh, waist size? Like, how how much do you weigh? How tall are you? He's bringing it back to the meme factor. The Twitter Twitter video factor. Like, something to get his impressions up. And fam, this is a grown it's man. It's not immature, like, fam. He, it's based no, on... It is immature, bro. He's way too old for shit. He's way too old for shit. grown man, bro. He's way too old for shit. His standards that he's using are evolutionary standards that <laughs> are just cut and dry. They're very simple. But when he says, like, a, like a, who did he call, like, a seven? He called, like, someone that was a baddie, bro, like a seven. I don't know who it was, but I'm like, this guy's mod, fam. What is he... But the point... He called Sweetie. He calls Sweetie, Sweetie a seven. like Come a on, seven, man. huh? Stop it, but the, but the, the the point the point being was yo fam with this guy, he women he's talking about women are saying they want this kind of nigga quote on like you know what I'm saying they want this kind of male, so he's basically saying if you want to become this if you want a nigga like this then this kind of guy or this kind of male at this level is gonna expect this. But bro, he's definitely luring them into saying something that he can. Oh, hundred percent. He is a setup artist. I agree. Hundred percent. You know, a meme or something that's gonna should be shared on one of these Insta pages that will get more people drawn to him. Like they're both, they're both uh, Umar Johnson and and uh, Kevin Samuels are both grifters to me. I don't see too much difference. They're just both on opposite ends. They go too far. 
way too far. Not really, because that is what they do, fam. Red pill is cooler no. on its own. It's supposed to be that. That's that's, but Sam, that's not good. In moderation, I agree with it. Like you shouldn't let people just step over you. If you're a dude in a relationship, you have to have some level of of assertiveness. You have to have some level of masculinity. I get that. I understand that, fam. The point that I'm making is, is I feel like the people that profit off these channels push this stuff way too extreme. It's like the, what is it, Fit and whatever their names are. Those guys are another, another example of that. They push it to the, to the far extremes. If you listen to some of the advice he gives on TikTok, bro, it's clear he's doing it to get uh, views and clicks. He's we not don't doing it because man. it's genuine advice. No, we but don't that's disagree. My, no, but fam, what I'm saying to you, the reason it's dangerous, these people have a lot of followers that don't know how to discern this information. They don't know how to discern whether this is real or not. They take it as fact. And then they go out into the world and use this advice. And then they're going to have failed relationships and failed uh, experiences, right? So it could be a Kevin's... lot more negative than actually positive. Yeah, bro. Because the thing with Kevin's, it's, it's, it's like the Dr. Phil effect, right? Dr. Phil literally does not help anyone. If you watch his episodes, mm -hmm. he does not help or get to the core of any problems. True. All he does is just expose people's dirty laundry. It's the same thing with Kevin Samuels. When he gets these women on the call for his online show, all it is is for them to air out their dirty laundry or for him to back them into a corner. And because he controls, think about it. it he's it, just trying like to win. He's just trying to win. It's not, it's not, no, no. people. It's just trying to Fam, win. It's, it's literally like clubhouse. If I'm a moderator of a channel and I can mute someone and kick them off the stage, I control the entire dynamic of the conversation. Mm -hmm. The moment they say something that I don't like, or I don't agree with, I can automatically mute that person, talk over them and then just kick them off off the stage and what that ends up doing is it sends us it sends a signal to the rest of the people that hey you guys have to follow these particular mental guidelines and these viewpoints or else you're going to be removed and then what ends up happening it just becomes an echo chamber and that's my concern with people that fall too deep into the red pill mindset it's unrealistic dude everything it's in life has a level of it's a hundred percent unrealistic but it's not there to be realistic man that's the point because things are supposed to be there to be useful yeah, like that's like when no, they're not when they're no longer useful or they're too extreme in one way or like are the, the potential for them can be so dangerous, especially for people like Muhammad, like like Muhammad was saying, like they don't know what direction they're going and they're just taking information from all these different sources who clearly, yeah. as we just spoke about, don't have the best interest of none of their followers at heart. You're right. It, it can be very dangerous. However, this is his niche. And any person who steps into that niche saying they want, quote unquote, this then obviously they should be weary as well. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell the man, okay, yo, this is your niche. You need to change your niche for the general public. The general public needs to realize the dangers of this as well. When you do things from the scope of entertainment, it's kind of like Stephen A. Smith. When you do it from the scope of just trying to be entertaining, facts. Facts. A, lot of the, a lot of the facts and details that you're, that, that, or, or the base of what you're trying to get across gets lost. So I think that's what's happening. I think what he's doing is he's preying on men who don't have the best relationships or the best interactions with women and he's using them to build his fan base and then he's using women who might have self-esteem issues or who might be insecure to also draw them in because he's going to say all this uh stuff that's going to go viral and then make these women want to tune in to see and, and then all it ends up doing is it ends up creating more of a gender divide so he's actually not helping the situation he's making things a little bit worse where I think he could do a better job is like cut back on the jokes and the laughter, like give like genuine, serious analysis. He literally does the same thing over and over again. It's like a formula, bro. It's superficial. I, 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 Mohammed, I think it's you're mad I defend superficial. This. I defend this guy too much. 
I don't even necessarily agree with him like, whatsoever. Watched, All I said I've watched, was that's I've his niche. Full episodes. People who come to that niche, then they should obviously understand. That's not good. Certain things. So what's the purpose then? Because he's fam, he's not marketing himself as like an entertainer. He's not marketing himself as someone who's just what doing is he it marketing? for fun. What is he marketing? What, what, is he, what is he gearing his stuff towards, Mohammed? Fam, he's, he's marketing himself as literally a relationship expert. He's claiming to help people get together and create strong and happy, long-lasting relationships. Yeah. Obviously, he's not tailoring it for just average people. He's tailoring it for people who aspire to be this quote-unquote high-value female, high-value male. You know what I'm saying? It's, he's not, so he's not just relationship coach. He's saying, yo, if you want a high-value male, then this is, this is what you have to do. But bro, when you phrase something a certain way and you know it's going to get a reaction and you know it's going to go viral because of, of how you frame it, whether it's disrespectful it or whatever, like you're already coming from a place of insincerity already, right? You know how you're going to respond to this person. You know kind of what you're going to say off of meeting them off of the live stream. Like a lot of this is already set up for him to like just set up the joke. He's no yeah, different. He's on yeah, women. He's, yeah, literally. He's, he's, shitting on, like, he's, he's shitting. He's shitting on women to build up his platform. Yeah, he's. he's I agree. That's with that what too, I'm saying. Like, but but okay, okay. So that muddies whatever concrete message that you were trying to push in the first place. I agree. It invalidates it, right? Just like for me, even though I don't pay attention to any of the other stuff Umar Johnson does, when I see videos of this dude potentially gambling his his, his donation money, I can't yeah, take him bro. seriously either. Yeah, so they're um, both grifters to me on just opposite sides. Yeah. Remember the point that Mohammed that you were talking about with the with the X Men, the Magneto and the Professor X shit. Magneto lined multiple of his own followers in order to get to what to step on top of them to get to whatever he wanted to get. And, to. and let's get to that Professor is. X, man. Professor X basically sacrificed a lot of those mutants trying to create and build uh, uh, relationships with humans. It's kind of like Malcolm X and. Uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, who were kind of based, who those characters are based off of. Same thing. Oh, were they? I did not know that, yeah. actually. Yeah. I did not know Magneto, that. Magneto, Magneto is supposed to be Malcolm X, and the mutants are supposed to represent black people in America. And God damn, the humans in general. Oh, okay, I white. didn't know. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Professor, yeah, that's why the, mu the mutants are what? The mutants are what? The mutants are supposed to be African Americans, and the humans, or those that are non mutant, are supposed to be white people in america that's deep so, you can write a you can create write a thesis on that that's i never even took i don't but is that, a, yeah, is, that that's what is that an interpretation that somebody yeah, drew from the movie or are you saying or is that that was like that? actually the the actual creators of the of, of no the, the original movie. creators the original creators of both characters were inspired by malcolm x and martin luther king uh, jr dr martin luther king jr like even the names like professor wow. x and then magneto like you know what I mean? Oh, so, okay. Oh, okay, I see. This nigga, yo, what? <laughs> wow, you threw yeah. me for a loop. I did not actually know that. Yeah. I did not that know that. But I, I don't, but I don't want Kevin Samuel's name anywhere near Malcolm X's. Get that. No, no, for sure. No, no, for sure. But I'm just using the fact that what he's, what Kevin Samuels is doing is, and, and I'm going to take it there. There are incel populations that follow Kevin Samuels Mm -hmm. who don't have access to women, mm -hmm. who are following this guy's show. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous, bro. He's pushing certain rhetorics that might push these guys over the edge and they might do some crazy stuff. He's feeding on the frustrations of young men who are unhappy with women in this day and age. And he's also feeding into the insecurities of women in this day and age. 
and he's getting these people to view his shows not to actually legitimately help these people. That's but why to if take you watch advantage the show, mm-hmm. take advantage. That's why if you watch the show and the, and, and there's mm-hmm. genuine women who will be like, so Kevin, what do you think I should do? I have private sessions, book a private session. It's a money-making scheme for this guy, bro. He's not genuinely interested in helping anyone out. Even the way he talks to both genders, bro. Like, you don't have to be so disrespectful. Like, you know what I'm trying mm-hmm, to say? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not yeah. perfect, bro. Fam, he feels like he feels like if you don't wear a suit all day and you don't work an office job, you're lesser than. You know what I mean? Or if, if, if you work, like, and this is the funny thing. He'll call average guys, guys that work, like, trades jobs. When some of these trade jobs guys make way more money than guys that work in an office. Wait, he calls them, he calls them, he calls them what? Oh, no, he saying? really calls them average. He'll say, like, why don't you date an average guy that's, like, a construction worker? Like, so... He has a mindset in place, bro. Because I remember one episode that he had where I guess some black dude called in. He's like, I don't feel comfortable wearing suits all the time. And he's like, look at this. Look at the state of black men and these young black men. They don't want to wear suits. Why would you not be comfortable? It's like, bro. The irony of that. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. One of the richest men ever in the world, Steve Jobs, never wore a suit. The dude literally wore a black turtleneck every day. Like it's unnecessary. I know. And Amazon, Amazon. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. He was, he was Bezos. consistently was a uh, he was a millionaire. Found the mountain. The, the 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 weakest whips like billionaire. Um, he's a trillionaire actually. Like he's super. He's the richest yeah, guy no, in the world. He, no, but I'm saying when he was coming up, this guy did not change his lifestyle. Absolutely nothing. The excuse that some people will make is like, well, those guys are outliers. They're billionaires. So I'm like, fair point. Those guys are outliers. They, they, they do get the opportunity to wear that because they're so wealthy. There's not much you can really do with them. Mm-hmm. But I know average guys that are, are are making six figures plus that don't dress like that also, that are, that, are, that are normal, regular guys that you'll see on the street that don't have massive security and aren't super well-known, but still dress normally. Like, for me, he has, like, a lot of these, like, standards and a lot of these beliefs he has a criteria. But he is he's yeah. consistent. The one thing you can't we cannot say he's consistent in his criteria. And as I said, no, but this is my but, issue. But, but, how good, but, but how, how good, good but how that? good is that if if I know you're trying to get one off, one over on your, your audience or one over on it's the not good at all. who's it's out not, here seeking you for help. So then your 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 viewpoint or or whatever it is that you're trying to offer is worthless. It's a scam. It's no different than Prime America. That's a bar. That's a bar. Man said it's no different than America. <laughs> no, it's facts, fam. Like, come on, like, bro. bro. Like, that's, we have to call a spade a spade at some point. He's doing this to garner attention. He doesn't care about enriching anyone's life. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yo, I'm, yo, I have to play the devil's advocate because there's no one else in this podcast to do it, bro. Oh, go it's, ahead. Go ahead. It's entertainment. That's why you guys are holding these niggas to a standard, but they're entertainers at the same time. Which is why, like, with Stephen A. Smith, initially, bro, I wanted to kind of shit on the man. I'm like, yo, this guy's just shitting on black people. Then, no, When I, I looked at him as an analyst, but when I look at him from the, the perspective of an entertainer, then all, it, it is what it is, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you guys hold these guys to these levels of expectation. No. But the, the, the thing is, society looks at these guys as, as like, their, their word is higher. And as Mohammed and you said, it's extremely dangerous. But he's marketing it for a particular audience, right? And it just so happens that the masses is, is just is just loving it. What does that say about us as a society when you can't fulfill the basic tenets of your job description, where you have to bring theatrics into everything? What does that say about us? He's not marketing, fam. He's not marketing himself as a comedian. 
If he marketed himself as a comedian, I'm that's all one it. thing. Yeah, he marketed yeah, himself you like make something. Jokes. You yeah, make back jokes. Yeah, but that's not your job. You're you're literally from and fam. Outside of his YouTube channel, he does this professionally, bro. You get what I'm saying, Stephen A. Same thing. You're marketing yourself as a basketball expert, analyst, and reporter. We're we're not tuning in for you to, to for you to be a comedian. So when you start trying to make jokes and and I get it. People do want some level of entertainment because it's television. Uh But when the basis of your job is supposed to be something that's objective and all you're doing is making jokes and trying to humiliate people, people are going to push back. Yeah. If it's fair enough for him to critique uh, athletes, let me critique him right now. Guys, give me 30 seconds. I'm going to critique Stephen A. right now. Give give me some time. He's a loud mouth cornball with a big ass forehead who gets on television and all he's good for is yelling. If I'm critiquing him as a journalist and as, and, and as an on-air personality, all Stephen A. Smith is good for is his loud mouth and yelling and reading the dictionary. That's pretty much it. Other than that, he brings absolutely zero substance, absolutely zero basketball knowledge, and he's pretentious. He'll get on the television show as a guy who barely made it in D2 basketball, but will tell Max that he doesn't know the game. Like, where does that come from, bro? Again, entertainer. Entertainer. When you look at the that's not an excuse, bro. I'm not making an excuse. I'm not making. Bro, that's not his job title. Fam, his job title is not entertainer. It's literally basketball analyst. I think we're at a point now where people have realized that that no, yeah, people have had enough. But at the same time, the reality. Yeah, the reality of the spaces that we live in and how TV and social media and everything is engineered. Whatever your job description is, isn't enough. You have to have another factor to you. You have to have something else that draws people's attention. It's not good enough for you to just report. You have to make things entertaining. Otherwise, people won't care. That's what's driving people to just push up their impressions, get people to te- uh, check in. They're always making fun of other people. That This is what we've taught translates to the public, and this is what everybody's falling into the trap of doing consistently over and over again. I don't know when we're going to move from this path, but it seems like you doing your job to the best of your ability, isn't enough anymore. You have to have something else attached to it. That is literally everything that you literally just said. Because that's the danger of content creation, fam. We're addicted. When I, that's why I said when I look at him as an entertainer, I understand it. Do I justify Mohammed? No, but I understand it. And that's how you make it into the content game. That, and that's dangerous in and of itself. Because if you want to be relevant, you got to get more clicks then the wilder and wilder you're going to have to be in your actions and the words that you say. I mean, that apathy to even call these people out and hold them accountable for, for their actions, because it's ironic. His whole platform is about holding people accountable. But I just feel like the approach that he's taking is not a genuine one. And I feel like the content that he's creating would be much better if he took it a lot more serious and actually had conversations with these people rather than just trying to get into an argument. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, bro. And especially when it's things, and, and Mahad, you made a good point. When it comes to hoops, you got to respect people that really do it. That's why me, I would never, like, and I agree with you, I would never call a professional athlete, like, legitimately trash. When I was getting at, at Becky with the good hair, I was just trying to make a point, like, finger waves. You weren't that good either, right? Like, the same accusations that you and Matt Barnes are giving uh, uh, Brother Kwame, like, Becky, you weren't, you weren't good either, man. You had finger waves. You weren't that good. You're on the court not doing much. So it's like, how can you critique someone else and, 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 and kind of have that stance? So 
it is what it is, man. But 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 the but kind of just to, to close it off, I just think people have to just start creating more serious content, and we gotta move away from like like this buffoonery. We gotta move away from it, man, because it's toxic and it's not it's not nation building. It's not building people. It's not building communities, and it allows for grifters to step in and and take advantage of people because we've built a community of of individuals. They look for people on the internet to guide them and to be their 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 social leaders. And Kevin Samuels has become a leader for a lot of people, and it's unfortunate because he's leading them astray. So I don't know, man. That's just my opinion. I just think I just think as as a community we need to do a lot better. And it's like the self help books because I went through that phase, and I'm trying, I just realized that at one point I'm like, bro. This is all a business. It's an industry, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I need God. I need to read the Quran. I need to speak to people. I don't need to be reading these books consistently. Like, I'm not saying these books are bad, but it's like you need a mixture of different things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I got yeah. you. I got you. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Working Vacation podcast. Thank you to every single one of you guys that likes, comments, and subscribes. I go by the name of Marvin Light. I go by Hassan Shazam. It's your boy Mo, and this is Working Vacation. Peace. Light as a feather when I'm floating through, reading through the daily news, measuring the hurt within the golden rule. Centimeters of ether, I'm heating the speaker. Motivational teacher with words that burn people. Seeing the headlines line with discord is either genocide or the planet in uproar. Never good. The rules in paradise are never nice. The best.